Good morning, Nachum. Good day of Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Korach. Parshas Korach, according to the Chinuch, contains five positive and four negative, four restrictive mitzvos. It's one of those parashios that we have to ask ourselves every year. Why? Why is this included in our Constitution? <coughs> and I think that the answer is very clear. The Torah is not simply a book of do's and don'ts. The Torah is a book that formulates the character of man. And so, that which we find in the fourth chapter of Pirkei Ovos, Rabbi Eliezer Akapar Omer, Akino Vatava Vakovod, jealousy, lust, and the pursuit of honor, Motsiyanis Adamina Olam, literally can cause a person to lose not only the world to come, but this world. He's not going to enjoy this world. How can I enjoy this world if my neighbor has? a better, more elaborate kitchen, and he drives a better car, and, and, and I'm not satisfied with what I have. So because I'm not satisfied with what I have, I want more, and I'm never going to be satisfied with what I have. And that's what the Torah is teaching us, how significant is the characteristic of jealousy and this our rabbis tell us is what caused Korach a brilliant man a wealthy man who had basically everything going for him he was among the nos a oron he was literally among those who helped carry the holy ark and our rabbis tell us that this distinction was one that the ark really carried the people. So with all this, why does he rebel against Moshe? So Rashi tells us because Moshe was his first cousin and there were four brothers. There was Amram, Moshe, and Aaron's father. He was the oldest. <coughs> Yitzhar, who was the second oldest, he's the father of Korah. Hebron is the third brother, and Uziel is the fourth. Says Korah, Moshe, the son of Amram, the oldest son, he became the Melech. His son Aaron became the Kohen Gadol. The next position which opened up which was the Nasius, the leadership over the family of Kahasim, the 7,000 plus Levium. Uh, so who would that be? It should come to me, argued Korach. And instead, <coughs> he was angry at Moshe, who gave it to a younger cousin, the cousin of the son of 
Uziel, Elit Safon ben Uziel. Now, he wasn't aware that Moshe did this al Hashem, because God had told him to so do, thinking that Moshe did it on his own, and he was passed over, he rebels against Moshe. Now think about it. What could he offer the people in the desert? Could he offer them a Dunkin' Donuts? Could he offer them Carvel? Chol of Yisrael? Carvel? What could he offer them? And the answer is, in an environment of spirituality, all he could offer them was more spirituality. And so, when the originally the firstborn of every family were to have representation serving in the Mishkan, in the sanctuary. When, however, the firstborn participated <coughs> in the sin of the golden calf, it was taken away from the firstborn and given to the Levium. Korach said, I'll give it back to you. And so he attracts, the Torah tells us in verse 2, 250 men, and the Torah tells us, tell me about these 250. The leaders of the congregation, leaders of, they were summoned for meeting, Moed and Ansheshem, men of renown. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, Kuf Yud, tells us that these 250 men knew how to be Ma'aber Shonim, They were experts in astronomy and they knew which year should be considered a leap year, when should Rosh Chodesh be, and we're going to see in a moment how and why the Torah informs us of this knowledge, not just saying they were good people or special people, but we're going to see a very fascinating insight of the Be'er Yosef, Rav Yosef Salant, into these qualifications. Now, the <coughs> Rashi in Pasuk Gimel tells us that Korah comes and he says, Rav Lochem, Moshe, you've taken too much for yourself. You've taken too much honor, prestige for yourself. Why? Kulam Kedoshim. Kulam, all the entire nation, Shamu. We all heard from God the Ten Commandments. And why do you lord yourself over the congregation? And what does Rashi say? If you are the king and you took kingship for yourself, you should not have taken the position of high priest for your brother. Why? Not just you and your brother heard the commandments. 
shamu. So why should it go to you? It should have been open to others. Now this is a very challenging concept. How in the world could Korah come and and challenge the authenticity of Aaron when the Torah tells us specifically in chapter 9 of Vayikra in Parshas Shmini that for seven days of Miluim, Moshe by himself erected, took down the Mishkan and God Shechina did not rest in it. And the people were concerned and they said to Moshe, all the work that we put and effort that we put in, that God's presence should reside in us, was for naught. Okay? How do we know that He has forgiven us? So, Moshe says to the Jewish people, Zeodavar, this is it. These are the offerings that have to be brought, and God's presence will come down, says Moshe. Rashi says in Parshas Shmini, Aaron Ochi. Kedai v'choshev mimeni. My brother Aaron is worthy and even more significant than I am. Sha'al yado through korbanosav v'avodoso through his officiating over the korbanos and his servants tishre shechina bochem. Literally, God is going to cause his presence to reside in the midst of the Jewish people. So the question is, how could Korach challenge Moshe for appointing his brother Aaron? The (coughs) Be'er Yosef has a very sharp answer. He says, why does the Torah go out of its way to tell us Kriye Moed, that they are the 250 men worthy of being in the Sanhedrin, and 250 men who knew astronomy, who knew when to make it a leap here, and when to call it Rosh Chodesh? He points you to the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, Chof Hei Amar Aleph, 25a, where the Torah tells us that these are Moadei Hashem, these are the holidays, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkos, etc. These are the holidays, Asher Tikru'u Osam, that you shall proclaim them. Now the word Osam is written Chaser, Aleph, Tof, Mem, which can be read as well, Atem. And the Gemara says towards the bottom of 25a in Rosh Hashanah, what does it mean? Osam, Atem, Afilu, Shogagin. Even if you by mistake declare the wrong day as Rosh Chodesh, 15 days later is going to be Pesach. What you've done is binding. Afilu Mazidin. Even if you intentionally made a mistake, forgive me, not made a mistake, intentionally ruled incorrectly. Your ruling is binding and stands. And Atemafilu Mutin, even if it was proven later on that the witnesses that came and testified were false witnesses, it stands. So whatever the Sanhedrin proclaims is valid. Says Korach, Moshe, which had a status of Sanhedrin, Moshe 
on his own delegated Aaron as the high priest and just as when it comes to Rosh Chodesh that which the Sanhedrin does is binding here too that which Moshe did Hashem agreed with and it became binding because Moshe did it on his own had Moshe chosen somebody else that somebody else would have been recognized by Hashem that was Korach's claim against Moshe as explained by the Be'er Yosef. And what's Moshe's answer? Moshe's answer is in Pasuk 5, Boker, in the morning, V'yodah Hashem es asher lo, Hashem is going to choose who is really his representative, who's the one that God has chosen and selected. What does it mean, Boker? What is it like a doctor? who used to say, take two aspirins and call me in the morning. What's going on here? So once again, the Ber Yosef says beautifully, in quoting the Medrash, that Gevulos Cholak HaKadosh Baruch Hashem set boundaries into this world. Boker, says Moshe, the morning, the morning follows night, and just as there is nighttime and then daytime and you cannot confuse or change the two as it says by Avdeel Hashem Hashem himself divided between the light and the darkness so too does it say in Divrei Hayamim 1 chapter 23 Kodesh Kodoshim. Hashem separated Aaron literally to sanctify him, Kodesh Kodoshim, holy, and for the future generations. The idea very powerfully is as follows the just as built into nature is the idea of God putting boundaries in nature, which these boundaries are immutable. Day is day and night is night. And as much as man could try to tamper, he cannot affect neither nor. They are what they are and they follow one another. So too has God placed into nature that our own is going to be the Kohen. And this is going to be for all times in perpetuity. So what emerges from this parsha is the selection of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of Aaron HaKohen, that God's word is binding. And until this very day, we have the family of Kohanim, and as we had in Parshas Emor, the specific laws that a Kohen is not to marry a divorcee, that a Kohen is not to marry a convert, that a Kohen is not to defile himself by going to a cemetery, except for his immediate seven relatives. These laws of Kuhuna are that which emerges from the tragic story of Korach teaching us till this very day of God's selection and God's word 
Aaron was chosen to be his servants forever and please God as they officiated in the past so too speedily in our day will they officiate at the third base Hamikdash. Shabbat Shalom to all.